my name is Chris Nizak, and I am playing Jameson Cree, the Prismatic Mage, and I am from Misdirected Mark Productions. I'm Brett B. from uh, Gaming and BS. I am playing big, brawny, very loyal family member Corby, the male fighter. I'm Tom from Knights of the Night. I'm playing Kelsey Fenn, the older sister to Corby. Hi, this is Kevin Lovecraft. Someone once was nice enough to say that I'm the glue between gaming and BS and misdirected Mark. I am playing Ashani Fenn. I'm Emily from She's a Super Geek, and I am your game master for this venture through the world of Avanti. From the Wednesday evening podcast all-stars, Avanti, Glitter, and Blood. Now, I know I've had a little to drink, but... There's... A lot of interesting ways to look at history. And while Ashani Fen is of course a, a half-elf, she, she's still fairly young, even in human years. And the difference when humans and merfolk get together is that for humans what is a study of history is for merfolk their life memory. I'm not exactly sure how long merfolk live, but it's definitely longer than humans. Now, if you're an, an elf or another long-lived race, they may meet you or exceed you. I'm not really sure. I've never actually had a conversation with the Marfolk about their age and about how long they live. I mean, when, when I see Marfolk, let's be honest, it's, it used to be they were just singing their hearts out trying to draw us into the sea with their wicked siren songs to crash our ships. Actually, now that I think about that, that's not even the merfolk, that was the marrow. I'm sorry, merfolk. Oh, I feel so bad. You'll have to forgive me as a, as a young person. I made a lot of, I made a lot of assumptions that I shouldn't have, and I didn't know the difference between the merfolk and the marrow and the shogun. I'm sorry about that. I, I realize we're all landwalkers here, but we really, we really have an opportunity with the telling of this story and with the the events as they unfolded. Like, there's not a lot of merfolk left, and we should really be reaching out more. And I know that that's something that as islanders we can definitely get on board with. I mean. Some days it's like, what else am I going to do with my day now? Granted, I'm retired from sailing, and the anchovy slushy business ain't what it used to be. So sometimes I'm like, I just would like to sit down and talk with people who come from a different, different cultural background. Uh, that's one of the reasons I love talking in places like this with all the sailors gathered everywhere you've got you know we've got dwarves from Tetsilia we've got shifters from Gazbaya 
got gnomes from Cien, and we've got, we've just got people of all different kinds, which is amazing. And I grew up in a fairly human-centered place, but it was after I started my sailing career and after my gender transition that I really started to to really listen to people's stories. And so I really appreciate all of you listening as closely as you have to this story. I know it feels like it's been a long time and I'm adding in things that you probably don't know if they're true or not, but that's the great thing about stories. They can contain truth without necessarily containing fact. But everything in this story is 100% factual because I heard it straight from Jameson and Corby Cree. Fen, Fen, I mean Fen. And you know, those two always get everything right. They will hand the the um, bracelet back and say something in Aquian, and I just give her the look right back, and she just says, "This is above my pay grade." Well, then escalate it. Do you think we need to name drop Dahlia? So Tina told us that her role as the Ocean Keeper was either passed on or seized. It was the shortest one ever, and it was seized. By Dahlia, who my understanding is that she is now the Storm Queen. We've got absolutely no clue what's going on, but we got to stop the Storm Queen. So, uh, are they going to kick us up a pay grade? <laughs> She's going to confer with a couple of other people, and they shut down the translator for that. Corby... You can tell this is a this is sort of a do we send them on or do we keep them here conversation. And they will come back to you and uh, Reedy will turn turn it back on. And are you willing to speak to everything that you've learned to one of our officers? Holy crap! Are you deaf? I've said this like three times now. Yes. Under a truth spell of one of our mages. Yes. Hell, I'll do it drunk. She's just going to raise Sorry. one eyebrow and look at you and say, you are of warrior blood. I, I think so. I clearly have my arm on Corby's shoulder the entire time. Shmur Tharlas, um, uh, take these people on to the uh, second post. Uh, Tharlas will give the salute. You're, you're kind of nudged outside, and you are actually given turtles to ride on if you'd like them. Yes. Yes. I want to be able to tell people I rode a turtle. That's cool. It's a little weird because the saddles are meant for merfolk. So you're essentially sitting side saddle. Slower than our cloaks? These turtles can go pretty quick. Yeah. All right. Then sure. I uh, I lean over to a Shawnee. I'm like, that was a, I know that you're not used to being told what to do and being disrespected like that, but you kept it together real well. Good job. I mean, I'm used to this, so I get I'm it. just gonna, there's gonna be some fish fillets soon if this doesn't, uh. <laughs> Turn around here. Reedy gave Tharlas the green orb, so you can communicate. I'm just going to hold on to uh, Corby's shoulder rather than ride on one of the tor- turtles. I'm saying basically the same thing to Corby that Jameson just said to Ashanti. You held that together really well. <laughs> You're a little turned around. It seems like the orb was slightly spinning. Um, but also, uh, Jameson, uh, you never got your cat I back. Know. I'm sad. Kind of like that cat. I'm not angry. I'm just sad. 
Uh, so Tharlas will uh, take your turtle over to you, Jameson, and she will actually pull out the, the cat, the glitter cat, and she will say, um, Shamora Riddy is a good merfolk. Her heart is in the right place, but she is also much older than many of us and remembers worse times that she accosted you such. You have nothing to apologize for. Uh, if, if our people have been doing the things that supposedly that they're doing, then we have many things to apologize for. But I, I must beg the question where you got this cat. This is obsidian coral that has been specifically magicked. It is very rare. Yeah, so there's this place called Flotsam Fortitude. It's an island, like a Flotsam Island, out in the ocean. And I would pull out my maps and show you what they're in a waterproof map case, and I do, they'll disintegrate, so I can't do that. But I bought it from somebody who was selling it at a place called, uh, called Moon Mirror. Her name is Thea Moon Mirror. She had this, and it attracts my glitter, which I thought was great. And I thought it'd be great for my friends so that I could actually clean up the glitter instead of getting it all over their, their faces and their eyes and things like that and their clothes. So they wouldn't have to sleep with it. So uh, it's cute. It's a cat and it works for me. But it doesn't just attract glitter. It, it, it attracts gemstones. What? What? Oh, that is so cool. Yes, it's, it's part of the jewel coral. I, I stop for a second and I look at everybody else. I'm like, that place that I marked on that map we're going to be rich. <laughs> We're totally going to be rich. Underwater glitter mines. Underwater the glitter wind. mines. Oh, then I turn back. I'm like, can I Can I have my cat back? Yeah, she handed it to you. Thank you so much for giving me the cat back. I appreciate it so much. I, I reach over and I give her a hug. Oh, an awkward side hug while you're on turtles? Yeah. <laughs> um, they, they will want to see it. I say we name the cat Pay Dirt. <laughs> <laughs> For, and and once Corby says that out loud, I'm like, yes, from now on, this cat will be known as Paydirt. And then I hold it up and there's like a shine around it because I cast magic. <laughs> she, she'll cock her head to the side and say, Paydirt? <laughs> I'm sorry, that doesn't quite translate. Uh, it's just a name. It's a family name. The, the, uh, the captains will want to see that, though. Although they may be calling in a general, I'm not sure. Well, th- that that would be fine. They can see the cat as long as I can keep it. That would be great. I would love to keep this cat. Oh, well, it is incredibly valuable. And it must have taken decades to create. Wow, I got this thing for a song. I turn I say that to you folks. <laughs> was was the person who sold this to you a Monashki? Yes. Yes, she was. Oh. Oh, the those cute little frog lizard people. They see things that others don't. Probably didn't know what she had, did she? Oh, you think that they sold it to me on purpose so that it would leave me here? Perhaps. I I do not know. Uh, Maim works in mysterious ways, as does the Ocean Keeper. All hail the Ocean Keeper. All hail the Ocean Keeper. All hail the Ocean Keeper. Sorry, it's a Manashi thing. We, We were inundated with it for hours. No, I'm aware. Why did you not just say that to Shamor Riddy? That you were believers of the Ocean Keeper. Because every time we said it in the past, people like tried to jump us and kill us and stuff. It's been really difficult. It's no, pretty we, accurate. We fight alongside the Ocean Keeper for our freedom. The Ocean Keeper brings life. The Ocean Keeper brings freedom. Who the hell is the Ocean Keeper? The Storm Queen, of course. That makes a lot of sense. Friend Tharlas, when we were at that culture exchange place, there were gargoyles there, you know, of the Chaos God Zul. Zul is not allowed in the ocean. Well, Zul is in your ocean. Was this in in a dry part or in a wet part? Uh, In a dry part. But within the cultural exchange, which is under the ocean. 
or within the ocean. That is strange. Zul's not allowed in the ocean. Mayim does not allow Zul. You have to tell Tina about that one. Why? Did Tina let Zul in the ocean? No, most likely not. So here's the story about Tina. Apparently Tina had her memories wiped when she had her power taken from her. She doesn't really know who or how her power was taken from her, but in some way it got to your current ocean keeper, the Storm Queen. Unless there was somebody between Thalia, I'm sorry, your Storm Queen, and Tina that had the power of the Ocean Keeper. Well, it reverted to Dela. Then Dela gave it to th- uh, your your current Storm Queen. Yes. Is Dela still around? Well, there are rumors, and there are there are stories that people still um, see her and experience her her power. But whether or not they are manifestations of our own stories or truly Dela, uh, I cannot say. I am not a uh, magic user myself, nor am I a lorist. I look at everybody else and like, check. Dela is not at least around in the open when it comes to uh, the Storm Queen Thalia. Or you could say Her Majesty. <laughs> uh, Her Majesty. Okay. There we go. Thank you. Her friend name is only for those who she has been given it to. Ah, sorry. I didn't mean to insult. I just didn't know what else to call her. Well, Tina would have probably only known her by that name. She was only a child. Who apparently liked milk and cookies. I would not know anything about that. Her dietary preferences are her. I, I magic up what a cookie looks like, and then I describe. It's crunchy and sometimes sugary. That You can make them in a bunch of different ways with caramel or chocolate chips. You know, things like that. Is this one of those things that you make with fire? Uh, yes. Yeah, yeah that would be soggy underwater. Well, if I ever get the chance... I suppose I will have to try a cookie. It 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 will bring it will bring her majesty great joy to know that Arr! is still alive. Or would she be mad? Well that would that would be rather oh. telling. We'll give you directions. You can go say hey. Does Tina seek the power of of o- being ocean keeper again? I don't think so. But who knows? She seemed kind of not 100% with the program. She seemed somewhat confused and disoriented. I honestly think Tina would do a better job. You mean than the current one who's killing off all sorts of people? Yeah. Yeah. That's only to protect our people. That's kind of a stupid way to do it. If you stop and think about the sheer number of walkers, you call them or whatever, that are out there, and you plow through a couple more islands killing people off, and there's going to be so much grief coming your way. It's going to be really bad. We got to find a way to work this out. To work together, yes, absolutely. I agree with you both. But if our leaders are creating plagues and enslaving their people, then maybe we're in the wrong, and we should start thinking about it that way. Inconceivable. Family fan above all others. You know, Ashani, I like you generally, but you don't really know the family like I do. They're not exactly the nicest people ever. All they care about is money. Well, and that's why they sought out the coral fields. We have a credo, and we follow it. The what? The the coral fields, where they create the gems. It sounds about right for family, Fen. Just taking what they want to make a buck. Isn't our credo cash above all else kind of what it says on the tin is what's in the box? Uh, yeah, that's why I left. Ashani, do you believe that? That the money's worth killing people over? I'm not making a decision on that yet. I've got no proof. Just got people's word. I'd be totally willing before I kill 
a bunch of mirror folk to talk to the family and find out what the hell is actually going on. Tharlas is, is hesitant to sort of discuss any more. She does say that if you are really from Family Fen, if you are really interested in, in helping their, their cause of uh, particularly of ending the uh, slavery by the Kuyong Islands, that you would be very powerful allies. You kind of look back and, and the orb of the out, that was the outpost, you've realized moves a little bit with the waves and the uh, sea creatures and everything. So you're actually not sure if you're going towards or away from the storm. You're going back the same direction. The nights are sort of rotating around you in three dimensions because it's water. Uh, like some perception checks to start off with. That, that might be a good idea. <laughs> I think with my seven, I'm not sure we're underwater. I have a 14. I'm pretty positive we're still underwater. With a 17, I'm pretty sure that those turtle riders could take us. You notice that Shamor Tharlos actually is outfitted a little bit differently than the other four. The other four have, have tridents, longer swords, and she just has a short sword on her. But y'all are smart enough to know that those who don't carry weapons especially those who are in the military, are either really stupid or don't need them. Or she's an officer, which is basically the same as stupid. So a spellcaster or otherwise. Underwater mirror monk. So for those of you who got a decent perception check, you can see that there are other far-off lights uh, similar to the... Similar to the party that you ran into, the scout party, there seem to be other sort of similar lights out in the distance. And of course, you're you're not alone in the ocean. There are other fish. Some are small, some are big. You're not quite sure where you are in the ocean. Uh, but you do notice that they all kind of respect the turtle riders and get out of their way. How far is this? Are we there yet? Corby's not, I am not positive that this cloak of the manta ray isn't going to like wear out at some point. So I am was kind of thinking we we're going to zip somewhere so I could get out of the water, and now I'm taking this little detour, and I'm actually getting paranoid that I'm going to drown. We are, are traveling to a further inward post. So it will, it will take perhaps a 45-minute ride. The next post inland uh, has had a uh, special visitor recently, and... Shamor Reedy believes that he may be better to speak with than her. Could you tell us anything about this special visitor? He is one of the top aides to the Storm Queen. Hmm, one of the top aides to the Storm Queen. Got a name for us? So we don't look like fools? Uh, yes, uh, his name is Lieutenant Tarvek. Not... Not Shamor Tarvek? Just Lieutenant Tarvek? Oh, he is he is not a merfolk, nor is he trained as a turtle rider. It's not that hard. I'm doing it right now. She shoots you a glare. Many people may ride turtles, but few become turtle riders. Yep, officer. So is Lieutenant Tarvek a human, then? Or humanoid? A land dweller, I should say? Uh, he is a human, I believe. Why is the Storm Queen working with him, then? The Storm Queen has assembled many helpers and people who wish to act of their own accord along the same lines as she. 
So my guess is that somewhere along the line, Lieutenant Tarvek found out about the the slavery and the quarrel theft and decided he wanted to do something about it. Is, do you know uh, where he hails from or where he comes from? Or? Uh, no, I just know who he is. Well, thank you very much for the words, Shemor Tharlas. Not a problem. I believe they called you Sparkles? Yes. They, <laughs> we totally They did. call me Sparkles. They also call me Jameson. Jameson Cree. Aha, yes. You, you are a magic user as well. I would guess that mine would not be very helpful above the waterline. Yeah, his is more like a snow globe at this point. It's a lot of glitter just kind of hanging in front of you in the water. It's just distracting. Oh, have you turned off the cat? Uh, I I did not turn off the cat, but I also haven't been casting spells because I don't want to freak him out. Which is really weird because there's not glitter hanging around, Corby. That's the bizarre part. I, I'm just saying there usually is. It's kind of a snow globey thing. Yeah, it's kind of a snow globey thing usually. So you do not know about the the jewel coral, do you? I do not. I just know that this cat attracts the glitter, which is useful for me, because I like to use glitter. Well, it is made out of uh, obsidian coral. What does obsidian corals uh, do magically? Obsidian coral is how we find the rest of the coral. It has almost unbelievable attraction, particularly to the rare forms of coral. And it is, of course, one of the most difficult to grow and harvest properly. So if there is multiple coral types and they have magic properties, what are these multiple coral types and what do they do? The more common ones are actually, um, they actually make up quite a bit of our diets. Oh, so you eat coral? Yes. It's like water rocks. Why do you eat rocks? Well, if prepared What's properly like? with uh, any number of things, uh, we, we merfolk tend to be vegetarians. We, we don't eat um, living creatures. Oh. And so there is not a whole range of foods for us. Glad I brought them jerky. In- All right, then. Interesting. I-, I always thought that you subsisted on a diet of kelp. Well, I mean, we do eat kelp as well. So is coral like your meat to our, like your meat and your kelp like our potatoes? Um, perhaps. Uh, as, a, as a child, I loved to have kelp noodles and little pieces of um, cut up pink coral. We are we are near a former site of um, of a coral farm. If you would like to see it, oh for God's sake, let's just get to the end. Or we can keep going. I would like to see <laughs> the coral farm. Is that okay, Corby? Sure, we'll drown. That's fine. We're good. Hey, hey, Corby. I lean in close. Are are you worried about the cloak not working, Corby? I, I'll, I'll buy you some booze when we get back up top. Let's just get to the place we're going let's let's not go to the coral farm let's go let's proceed forward you are shortly brought to another outpost it is quite a bit bigger it is circular with several other sort of circular pods somehow attached you are brought into the big middle one shamor tharlos as you're dismounting the the turtle says uh, the lieutenant is in the airtight bubble I assume you'd like to see him there. Yeah, that'll make Corby real happy, too. Right, Corby? Get get out of the water? Yes, yes please. All right, it's this way. And she shows you to one of the additional bubbles. 
Um, and so there is a, a water lock similar to the one that you went through at the underwater meeting place. The water has gone down and then the door to the entrance of the next bubble opens. I'm going to slide over to Kelsey. Hey, Kelsey. Yeah. Keep an eye out and make sure that we have, we know where our exits are and what security they have here, unless we have to, you know, make beat feet real quick. Always. Inside, there are two guards. One seems to be a half-orc, and the other seems to be a goliath. So these are some uh, beefy-looking guards. But the, the entire bubble seems to kind of be one large room that has some of the, you know, bare-bones essentials for land walkers. And uh, you see, looking at a table full of maps... A tall human in his mid-50s with salt and pepper hair and a very uh, close-shaved beard. And he, he looks up. Are you the troublemakers I've heard about? Before I say anything, do I recognize him? He's a well-known professional sailor. Well, then I probably would recognize him. For those of you who have listened to She's a Super Geek questing for Sylvia... This is actually Ziva's mentor for sailing and uh, kind of all, all things in the thieving world as well. So you may know him by reputation. They call him Tarvek Two Fingers because he's uh, an exceptionally good, good thief. Uh, also, he's got twitchy fingers and he knows how to throw knives with just two fingers. So you do see some throwing knives on his belt. Tarvek Two Fingers, you old scoundrel. What are you doing down here? You know, I'm pretty good with faces, but I don't think I've seen yours around. I'm Jameson Cree. I am the Prismatic Mage. I'm a little offended that you don't recognize me. Oh, I've heard of you. Oh, yes, I'm sorry. I start, I start doing the glitter sparkle thing again. Okay, I was Ryan lying. Constantly. I don't recognize you at all. <sighs> that's that's okay. I, uh, I, I, I've bounced from ship to ship, but it's okay. I didn't know you were part of uh, the Fens. Uh, most people don't. I don't really like to associate with them. And I glare at Ashani. Give you the three-finger salute back. And uh, who are these three? Uh, these are my family members. This is Corby, Kelsey, and Ashani. And I glare at Ashani. Fan. Yes, that's why you're here. You apparently uh, don't know what your family's been up to. You are here to join? No, we're actually here because of like the Ocean Keeper and the Storm Queen and stuff. You guys just happen to be in our way. I look at, Kel- I look at Kelsey like, was that over the line? She holds up a little, two fingers, a little bit. Okay, I back up then. I back, I back up behind Kelsey. All right, I'm done talking. Real, real quick, we're not down with the slavery thing, right? Like Ashani, you're not down. You're, Ashani, you're not down with the slavery thing, right? I disbelieve that there's any slavery being done by our family, and I'm really distressed how quickly you guys are just like, oh yeah, well then we should stop it. Like, hey, good faith in the family there. Uh, I I have zero faith in the family, so that's 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 no big deal for me. Yep, yep. Nope. But Shani is totally thinks this is all bullshit and propaganda. Sincerely believes it. Mm. So Tarvek, you've thrown him with this storm queen who is just wrecking islands left and right. I assume you're getting some sort of payment out of it. Payment is not what we're here for. And she is not wrecking these places. She is, is helping to restore the balance between the land and the sea. That's, a, that's an interesting, interesting concept, Big Deuce. But that's not really what I think is going on here. She's killing a lot of 
innocent people. People that just have lives. What do you think the land dwellers have been doing down here for 150 years? I have seen no such evidence of this, although I don't put it past um, the families of the Kuyong Islands. I've never seen or heard anything about them doing this. I've seen some some little bits and hints of it here and there, but I have no idea who's behind it, and no one's ever come to any of us and told us about it. Well, it's underwater, which it seems like most land dwellers stopped caring about. I love the water, at least the sea part of it, and, you know, having good things going on underneath the sea makes it easier for me to sail around on top of it, so I care. I don't know if my friend over here, and I look at Ashani, cares as much as I do, or could even consider that the family, or some of the other Quion families are involved in this, but we'd really like to find out and get to the bottom of this and stop our island from getting wrecked. Oh, you wish to save the Fen Island. Well, yes, that tends to be where I port. Well, I think your aunt Kator Fen should have thought of that before taking over as the slave master. <laughs> I look at Ashani. <laughs> so we're just going to take this fingers person's word that that's what's happening. <clears throat> that's why I'm looking at Ashani. <laughs> that's one of my mother's sisters. I- I have no idea what Kator is up to. What about you, Kelsey? You're not exactly on the up and up in society. Excuse me? Do you ever hear anything about this? Excuse me? What? You were part of an Assassin's Guild. No, 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 no. She left an Assassin's Guild. They let you leave? I was there only for the training. Did you hear anything? Anything about that? Or any, any marks or anything like that? Anything about what's going on with the upper crust? That tends to happen. I no longer keep company with assassins. Obviously, you keep company with people who live underwater and wreck islands and kill people. Have you gone to any of the islands that have been attacked? I have not been there since they were attacked. Nope, not since the attacks. When people know a storm is coming, they move inland. There have been as few casualties as a storm queen can muster. So you're just taking, you're just making really big beaches? We are sending a message. Oh, so you're going to kill us unless you get stuff. We are sending a message that we will no longer act as your slaves. Uh, Last time I checked, you weren't exactly acting as anyone's slave, slave there, big deuce. My reasons for being here are my own. That's not what's important. I'm more curious about why you're here. Uh, We told you. We don't want you to wreck Island Fen. So it has nothing to do... With the coral, nothing to do with the illness, nothing to do with the ocean keeper. How exactly can creatures that live underwater be used as slaves? Magic. I've never seen them above, above the waterline. Where are all these slaves working? They work on coral farms. Which would be underwater. Often deep underwater. What is the purpose of harvesting those? The coral changes when it comes to the land. If it is dried properly with the proper magical preparations, they become gems. They are literally mining for money. That's usually why people mine. If they are not dried and prepared properly, then they just turn into essentially colored glass. I look at the glitter cat. I pull it out. (laughs) May I see that? Uh, no, you'll get all sorts of terribleness all over it. I mean, we are calling you the big deuce. 
The last person who touched his cat tried to keep it. Did the last person say it was obsidian coral? Yes. Yes, they use that to find wild diamond coral. Yeah, we collect glitter with it. Magic glitter. I guess that's another use for it. Seems like a waste. This one seems to have been very delicately prepared and carved. I mean, you say that it's a waste, but really it's been keeping my friends from beating me and calling me names more often than usual. And by friends, I mean my family members. So you do not even get along with your family in this small group. I mean, we're family. Interesting. That's kind of how it goes, right? So you know nothing about the diamond coral, nothing about the, the medicine, nothing about the gems? I don't. What's this illness thing you're talking about? It's the first time I've heard about that. Including the first time I heard about the slavery was when we met Tharlas here. Yeah, I think Shani's got a point. There's a whole lot of firsts for us, so yeah, a lot more data. Not heard word within my family down to my level about slavery or coral gems. So this is all new to me, and I'm finding it very hard to take any of this seriously, other than the fact that you outnumber it. Yeah, I uh, I conjure up a chair, because I can do that, which is kind of cool, and I sit in it uh, back with, with it between my legs, like, facing them. I'm like, all right, exposition guy, hit me with the exposition. Well, the coral is used as food, but also the more rare forms of coral are used as medicine. Uh, something happened 150 years ago-ish, and, and we... We think it has to do with the breaking of the Ocean Keeper line. Suddenly there was an animosity between the land dwellers and the, the sea swimmers. And there was this illness that spread throughout the merfolk. And they assumed that the land dwellers did it, but we haven't been able to find any proof of where it came from. It's destroyed three quarters of their population. So they decided to set up a hurricane and try to kill everybody? No. Many are weakened by this illness. If the coral can be prepared in enough quantity and administered correctly by their healers, people can get over the illness, but it is very difficult. Once the land dwellers be greedy, they began to make merfolk find coral for them, eventually farm it. The merfolk's numbers were just too weak, and so they have been enslaved on these coral farms. So they're doing this through magical means, clearly, because otherwise you'd just kill them and shut the farms down. I mean, if it's really, really deep underwater, there can't be more than one or two overseers in charge, right? This illness weakens their magic. No, the people are... Oh, I get it. So you guys don't have any oomph to take out the bad people. Yeah. There are still a few precious... Places where mer- merfolk are free, including Haven, which is where the Storm Queen grew up. And she she vowed that she would free her people. And slowly she has been getting stronger through, I'm not exactly sure how many methods. I've, I never thought she'd be able to conjure a hurricane like this. But once people started chanting about her, believing in her, she was able to sort of gather that energy. Hmm. Like a little demigod, I suppose. You know, I, I'm sitting in this chair. I'm looking around at my, my family members, and I'm like, you know, Shani, I'm not sure what the deal is. Uh, if the family Fen is involved, I don't appreciate the fact that they're doing that, but I'm not really big with the family anyway. You know that. It's probably why you're here. to probably keep an eye on me or keep an eye on the operation for the family. Regardless of that, my friend, 
maybe we should get to the bottom of this and see what's actually going on. And maybe if we do, you'll get a promotion out of it. Not in it for the promotion. I'm in it for the family. I'll disprove these lies about the family. And that would be handy, right? If it was like not us doing it or some rogue version of our family doing it, we like can't go, hey, that's not us. And stop being mad at me. That'd be cool. Or, I mean, the other thing, Kelsey, can't we? We should just maybe let these people have their little thing. If they're not like crushing and killing people at, on the islands, they're just making really big beaches. So who cares? They can stop the slaver problem themselves. I can only assume I'm not an expert at economies, but these storms have to be affecting trade in between the islands. And it could be starving people, which seems a ridiculous way to get back at someone who's under the water. If the Storm Queen has this much power, she should be attacking these slavers, not the islands where innocent people live. Oh, yeah. So, it's like, if she can do storms and stuff, why not, like, go after the people that are under the water making the, the slaves do stuff? Because the slavers live above the water and just send their lackeys down to keep us in line? Well, she could stop that, though. If we were really going to solve this problem at the root, we would really just find out what happened with the Storm Queen line, which caused the ick, and then stop it. The ick? Yeah, it, it's, a, it's a land thing for, fi- for fish diseases. The merfolk are not fish, young man. You're not merfolk either. He just gives you a sly grin. Is he part merfolk? I don't think so. Should we check, should we check him for gills? Do you, do you have gills? You hear the, the Goliath kind of give a snort laugh behind you. Tarvek is just going to shake his head and say, So, are you here to join us or to stop us? I'm just here to... Here to prove you wrong would be my job okay. description. Yeah, I'm not here to join anyone or stop anyone. I'm here to find out what is actually going on, which all I got from you is words at the moment. Would you like proof? Is there any way we can tell whether or not this man's telling the truth? Like, is anybody getting a vibe off of him? I'll make an insight roll. Mm. I could always drop Kona truth, but it'll be pretty obvious. I'm, I'm very honest. I am pretty sure this man is a secret merfolk. Wow. Good roll. Jameson and Ashani, this man believes everything he's telling you. Whether or not you choose to believe him is up to you. Now, here's the question. Is he is, is he speaking with the fervor of a zealot, or is he speaking with the fervor of somebody who's been magically dominated? Mm, good question. How about an O'Connor roll, if that's what you're wondering? Uh, I got a 14. Whoa, Courtney. I have seen many a soldier brought uh, to... Brought to heel by a wizard over the years, so I, uh, I know a man who's not speaking his own mind, especially a fellow warrior like this. He does not seem to be dominated. Now he's just, oh man, now he's just crazy. He's drinking the Kool Aid. There is some sort of magic that's connecting him up to something on the surface, but your guess is that some sort of communication. It doesn't have the same sort of puppet-like strings as as magic would feel if if he was being controlled. I look at Ashani. I'm like. And I, and I lean in, I'm like, well, we could play along and find out. Yeah, if they'll actually let us move about. I mean, he offered to show us some proof. Yeah, I'll look at his proof. Make Ashani believe, and then I'll believe you. It's not my duty to make you believe anything. Let me show you with your own eyes. And he will take his own Cloak of the Manta Ray off of a hanger and put it on, and uh, he heads into the antechamber and motions for you to follow him. Corby, I'm sorry, we have to go back in the water. 
Monty, Glitter and Blood is played using Dungeons & Dragons 5th Edition from Wizards of the Coast. Our theme music is Ghost Dance by Kevin McLeod. Hear more at incompetech.com. Be sure to check out our other awesome podcasts. She's a Super Geek, Knights of the Night, Misdirected Mark, and Gaming and BS. Yeah, I uh, I conjure up a chair because I can do that, which is kind of cool. And I sit in it uh, back with with it between my legs, like facing them. I'm like, all right, exposition guy, hit me with the exposition. Ah, <laughs> Are you going to talk to teens about how it's cool to wait until marriage to have sex? Uh, not me, not not me. I want him <laughs> to tell me about how it's cool for teens to wait till ha- till till they're married to have sex. Basically, I really want him to tell me what the deal is with everything that's going on, so that we can actually tell him to fuck off, and that we'll fix the problem. <laughs>